everyone. It's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Welcome, everyone. Super happy to be with you. I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center, and I am broadcasting from the yellow room in the Magnifico residence because I had a knee replacement and I'm still hobbling around. I'm in a beautiful chair now, feeling fit and fiddle in the chair. Walking's a bit of a problem, but ah, I'll figure that out as I move along. Hey, we got a great show for you this time. And we're broadcasting with our team from the Broadcast Media Center, the podcast room at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. And that's the home of 13 applied technical and apprenticeship programs. And those are the kind of programs that students want to take to get an extra little sense of what are my skills? What's important to me? How can I practice hands-on learning in a way that stimulates my curiosity? It helps me understand who I am, what's important to me, and even gets you to connect to mentors because there's so many internship opportunities in this building for the students who partake of the program. So great programs, and I'm always ably, 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 and incredibly blessed to have two of the broadcast media program students. And it's my favorite program. It's one of those 13. And they are students who are about to finish their final semester in the arts and technology broadcast media program. And I'm going to be very sad because I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose my co-hosts. And of course, I'm talking about my co-hosts. I'm talking about CJ. They identify they, them. How are you, CJ? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had my coffee as usual. I always have my coffee. But I, I was I was actually talking about maybe switching it up to hot chocolate for the holiday season. Hot chocolate. How, ex mm. how exciting! Like your life has just this level of excitement. I can't even imagine. I feel heavy sarcasm from... there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You could find other hot chocolates, so I'm telling you. I just bought one at Superstore, you know, in one of their catalog, a special little catalog, and they say, try out this hot chocolate. Mm. I bought it. It's got little marshmallows in it. It's got little candy cane pieces in it. Oh, my gosh. I Have had some tried, yesterday. Have you ever tried Coffee Crisp hot chocolate? That is really good. Ooh, oh, good. it's delicious. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. There, mm. are, there are hot chocolates out there. So what I'm saying to you is don't settle. Go for the hot chocolate. Yeah. Go for the go, go for the Cadillac of hot chocolate. Go for the one with the extra sugar, because that's what it's all about. Hot chocolate, delicious, delicious. And of course, our other co-host is Andre Boisjoli. Identify the he him. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. How are you doing? I never asked that. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, I, when Zach was yeah. here, he asked how he was doing, and yeah, just... I should start doing. Yeah, Mr. Magnifico, <laughs> how are you doing with your? Let's say, how are you doing with your recovery? My recovery, you know what? I'm just so gratified that one of you finally asked that question. <laughs> only took it's till a beautiful the end. moment. Yeah. yeah, it only took till the end of the entire program to do that. So, you know what? It's, it's a challenge. Like, um, you have to learn how to bend your knee again. You have to learn how to kind of walk with this. And I've got this massive restructured knee. It's a complete knee replacement. So it's, 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 it's a challenge, but I'm getting there. I'm exercising every day and, mm -hmm. uh, I'm moving. After this, I'll start exercising again. You have to do it. You have to keep moving. And I'm meeting with the doctor in about a month to see where it's at. And I think I'm making the right progress. So That's I appreciate good. you asking. Good Thanks stuff. for thinking of me as a human being for the first time. Well, of course. <laughs> you're, always, you're, you're always a human being. It's a beautiful being. movement. But you know what I did this weekend? 
I did something special. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh. I played the Santa Claus at the Norwood Community Club for really? all the children. Ooh. I can see you being a Santa Claus. Well, and I've lost weight in this, so I'm down to like 170 pounds. So I had really had to pack on the pillows and strap them around my body. And I've got my own Santa Claus suit and all these pieces. So I, I went and did that. And what was amazing to me was, and because everybody's worried about COVID, right? I had a mask under my beard mm. and I had the beard and all the pieces and glasses. So no, nobody knew. I'm a neighborhood guy, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm part of the Norwood royalty. So Norwood I'm, I'm, royalty. Who wow. else is part of the Nor Norwood royalty? Well, the Magnificos and oh, the old all the people Mag in the yeah. neighborhood, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The older tradition. people in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been doing this for about 10 or 15 years. And so uh, there's some, it's funny when I talk to some, some children who come to talk and we've got, we had it set up in a bench in front so that someone wouldn't have to sit on my lap, partly because I don't have a knee to sit on, which mm. is a bit of a problem. So they sat in the front and I would just kind of lean over to the side and say, what would you like for Christmas? And, um, I know a lot of the kids, so I would say them by the first name. Oh, Eva, how is that dog of yours? And they like go, they, oh, oh they Santa, know. oh my gosh. No, oh. they, I, I would be no, scared. No, that would be, the, I'd be so like, that, that'd be no, my Santa's were, real moment. No, that, it, it was more CGI, I hear you. It could be that way because of all of our, uh, like, we cast, you know, crazy thoughts and ideas about all kinds of things now, yeah. dispersions. But it was more about, oh, this is the real Santa. Exactly. See, yeah, that's, yeah. I would have. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. But like, and older, it's funny. And if, it's funny. If they're older, then it's kind of like, mm, he knows. Well, my the name. older one, the older ones kind of know who I am. So yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. A, it's not that big a deal. But you, you can tell what they want, right? It's there. Some kids are asking for drones. Mm. I'd, I'd like. That's and what would you like for Christmas? Christmas gift. I, I'd like a drone. A drone. Or technology. Everything's technology. You know, you know, Xbox. A fun fact I, I, about, I want a PlayStation. The, yeah, there's a fun fact about drones. So it's the most returned Christmas item oh, yeah. ever. You know why? Because people crash them into trees. They crash yeah. them. Or well, they I, had a, I had a drone. And yeah. I had it for Christmas. It was a big one. Right? Oh, I got a good And uh, that was a few years ago. And basically, of course, it, it ended up being I crashed into a tree. But the thing is, there's a very tall tree in my backyard. It's up like 60 feet in the air. In this Come massive on. tree, I tried to get we all the ladders. I, my dad had like these very tall ladders at work. We brought them. It didn't work. Did you get it yourself, or did two you years later after a massive storm? I found it on the ground. <laughs> really? Guess what? You're kidding. The battery. There was still battery life in it. I started it. Yeah. It actually like the motors were still spinning. Oh my goodness! But it, it didn't lift off the ground. That's still impressive that it survived. Yeah, two I would be too. I was like, tree. there's still battery life in this thing, but yeah. Most returned that's, item, drones. Not surprised. That's a great story. But yeah. they're all asking for tech, right? Where I was asking, you know, we're not, and, and I was saying to kids all the time, are you sure you don't want a, a nice Scrabble board game? Yeah. What? No. Santa. Santa. <laughs> yeah, they'd what look you at do? you weird if you asked that. They're like, Santa? board games? Never heard of them. Board game? What's that? Are you drinking, Santa? What's going on here? Get out. <laughs> you lost your mind? Dog. Yeah, the eggnog was delicious, I have to say. But <laughs> those are different world now right kids are asking for tech they're they asking are. for it and the occasional kids tech and i'll say the other piece is lego oh. the oh, ubiquitous LEGO. quality of lego lego is going to be around forever 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 it, it never ceases to amaze me every third kid says 
Are you sure you are you sure you can't think of what to get? How about a little Lego? Oh yes, Lego would be a great thing. And there's so many different ones out there now. You can yes. get like gigantic mm-hmm. mansion sets, and you could get themed ones like dinosaurs or Star Wars. Or... Hey, yes, and I love those. The, the only gift. thing about Lego is sometimes they take away when you have the giant mansions and pieces where you build it. Mm-hmm. It's fun, and when you can play with your characters, it's all it, yeah. it, it all looks like great fun. Yeah, it's so prefab though. In my day, the Lego was you got to build it yourself and invent yourself and create something out of it yourself. Now it's prefab, so you design yeah. the warrior, yeah. which for me takes away some of the creativity, unless you take that warrior and play imaginative games with it. Do you know I what think, I mean? I I agree with you. Yeah, but when you also get like the giant mansions and everything yeah they're cool and let's say you get uh, i don't know some star wars one with mm-hmm. it or something then you can mix yes. them together and you could use different yes. pieces from different parts as long as they're like usable in that way until yeah, until they... you until you break it until it falls like <laughs> you know that's happened <laughs> yeah. i bought one of those sets it was like cost me like 200 dollars. oh yeah they're insane. expensive guess what i come home to find the set on the ground in a million pieces my brothers were home that day oh no they, they okay. broke it so I, that's when it's like all this work for, for nothing. Yeah, yeah, but it's not about that work. It's about playing with it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I know, I know, I know. Something. Your brothers did you a favor, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> but hey, they they, they they started remixing it. They 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 put it in with all the other Legos. Like we yeah. have a large bin of Legos. Yes. And yes, uh, when doesn't. we were younger, we used to yeah we used to play with that all the time. We did. Mm. We did. That's we were spectacular. Creative. Yeah. Well, speaking of Lego and creativity, we have a guest today. Who is? Someone I witnessed doing the lean career design canvas at Collège Belliveau last year, and I was really amazed by her story. And I, 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 I was just in, enthralled with her sense of purpose and intention. And of course, I'm talking about our guest for this podcast today, Fatou Gaji. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And she is broadcasting from her own space. And yes. where are you? Where are you, Fatou? I'm at the University of Winnipeg. And she's been wandering around looking for a quiet spot. I think you have you found your quiet spot? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, yeah, we all hope so. <clears throat> but that's awesome. But two, how are you? How is how is the Christmas season treating you? And what do you want for Christmas? Are you a Lego person? I'm doing good. Um I actually don't celebrate Christmas, so oh, that's I don't okay. Want anything, but um I when I was younger I was a Lego person and like dolls and stuff. For sure. So, 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 go ahead. Yeah. So, so, what do you celebrate at this time of year? Um. Well, it's actually not this time of year, but after Ramadan, yeah. I um, celebrate Eid, and mm-hmm. that's like a big celebration. We get gifts then too, so because it's after fasting for thirty days, and you spend time with your family and celebrate. So, and that's a long celebration. It is. Yeah. So that's actually better than Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. So now you gra- you're graduating. You're at the University of Winnipeg. What program are you taking at the University of Winnipeg? Um, I'm in the science department, so I'm doing bio- a degree in biochem. Biochem, and we talked about that. I chatted with you yesterday. You're taking, so you're you're a science person. And when you were in uh, Bellevo, that was one of the things that came out on your on your canvas when you talked about all the things, all the dots you're collecting. We always talk about the dots you're collecting, right? The mm-hmm. dots you're collecting had to do with science. A lot of them had to do with science. What connected you to science? At, at Bellevue, what got you into it? Um, so I've always been into science ever since I was younger. Like my mom told me, like I always said, I want to be do something in healthcare, like being a doctor. Um, like I loved everything about that, and also my dad is in science, so that kind of motivated me too. Oh, that's awesome! You know what? I just uh, 
if you want to be a doctor, I want to say, I want to have a, a shout out to the doctors who worked on my knee. I've never had more professional people work on this knee and operate on it and do all those pieces. I, I was so impressed with the work they did. And their, their technical and uh, their technical knowledge and their, just their bedside manner. Mm-hmm. How important to you is bedside manner if you're a doctor? Um, it's very important because you're taking care of a person. Like you need to be there for them in every way, and you know they're here in pain, so you got to do everything possible to help them. Right on, right on. So now when you're at Belleville, you're wandering through the hallways. You're not. I mean, you're taking the science courses. You're enjoying them. You're scoring well on them, right? You're doing well on the science courses. You're enjoying them. So when you when you're successful at courses, you generally think that's the way to go, right? I seem to be good at this. I seem to have skills at this. What other things were you doing at Belleville, though? that weren't science oriented? Um, I actually kind of did everything. So like I did art, played sports, um, I volunteered, I was in the leadership class as well as the um, student council. So we worked with a team to um, build a project and we decided to build a mural in our school. So if you go there, you can see in the cafe that it's there on the wall. Um, so yeah, like I just participated in everything. So why would you just participate in everything? Why, like? What what is in your DNA to say? I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Um, I just like getting involved. Like I like being a part of things. I like you know doing things for helping others. I like being working as a group. So yeah, and especially since um, after COVID, like we didn't really get to do much for two years. So in grade twelve, when we were able to do way more, I was like yes. I have to get the situation and participate in everything so I can at least have a memorable last year. Hey, and, and, and think about all those things. You're doing the art. You're doing the uh, the student council. You were president. Weren't you president? Yes. That's a big deal. So what's a what did you do as a president, and how did you feel being president? Like, what was that piece for you? Like, did you feel like, I like leading here. I like being in charge of this stuff. Did you, did you, did you connect to that role, or was it just a little, I don't know? Um, I felt really connected and empowered. It was nice to be able to like lead a group and for them to like look up to me and, you know, get that sense of leadership. Oh, right on. So right saying on. you so were a uh, president, um, what, what would you say was the hardest part of being that? Because leading a group of people is already hard by itself. So I couldn't imagine leading like a whole council yeah, in the way of people. people to listen to you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> you do have to have a certain authority when you're in that position. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say I was really grateful because the people that were in the student council were all very um, mature and responsible people. So, like, everyone listened all the time. And it, was, it wasn't more, it wasn't really me, like, saying, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that. It was more like a group thing. Like, everyone participated. Everyone spoke. Um, I got everyone's opinion. So, yeah, we really just worked, at, worked as a team. Mm. Well, that's pretty powerful stuff. You, you did a lot of teamwork stuff. You did lots of sports, too? Yes. What sports do you like to play? Um, basketball. Um, I really like. I tried rugby in grade nine, and that was a really, really fun sport. And I was gonna play in grade twelve, but we weren't able to make a team. Yeah. Well, that's part of Belleville, right? It's just not big enough sometimes, right? Yeah. But that's, but that's okay. Belleville's got a lot of stuff. My son went to Belleville, and he he was also president one year. And uh, I just find Belleville. Talk, just talk about the experience of being in Belleville. I always found it to be a friendly, homey place where people, the students really connected with one another. Is that the way you felt about it? Yeah, especially in grade nine, like we were like a bunch of kids from different schools and we all met each other and became like one big group. Everyone hung out, we were all friends. Um, I find like, I like that it's small because you kind of know everyone 
and you get to build really good connections, really good relationships, especially with the teachers too. So now, so now you move from a, a small uh, get to know everyone to the University of Winnipeg, which is not so small. How, do, how is that going? Um, it's going good. The university is a big adjust, adjustment from high school. Um, I still have like a couple friends that are here with me. So, you know, I get to hang out with them every day. So it's pretty good. So what's the big difference? You're taking stuff like you, you're taking bio back at, at, at Belleville. You're taking chemistry. You're taking physics at Belleville, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're taking organic chemistry or biochemistry. You're going to be taking these courses. Are, are you looking toward what, when you look at the, the work and the learning in high school versus university, how would you, we like to talk about that all the time. And my co-host can pipe in here too and ask any question about this. What do you find the big difference between working hard at school? Because you worked hard at Belleville. You worked hard in your courses, right? And now you're working hard here. What's the big difference? Um, in university, you have to work like 10 times harder because in high school, they kind of like, I don't want to say like, baby you but they like like you know one subject will take like maybe a month and things like that but here things really really fast paced and you gotta like catch up and like be ready and have your notes done you know um the teachers the professors don't wait for you like they just keep going with their lessons because they have a time frame to get this done and you also have like midterms and final exams so just studying for that is like a big challenge especially since we didn't have exams since like grade 10 for some of us are like earlier than that so that's a big adjustment it's really just studying and being organized so state it takes a certain kind of person organized to be in university uh i know because i said that's for sure that has to be because i know when i'm in high school yeah, it's very or late right now or right now right <laughs> I, I feel, i'm referring to myself like i'm not in high school like i've already passed that stage but i'm you graduating get, this year this yeah. year it's you got soon a, you got soon. a semester left can't get ahead of myself We'll see if I'll graduate first. That's the real question. Anyways, I'll get to my point. When I'm in high school, everything is, you could agree with me, more relaxed. You know, yeah. you have time to do an assignment. If you don't do an assignment, ah, no problem. We'll give you an extension. Yeah. I know I've had that. I know people sometimes submit it last minute, like like the last day of school. They'll be like, oh, here are the t- yes. these tens assignments. Yeah, some people that leave it. I haven't done. I'm going to get, and you talk to your teacher and you're like, yeah, you're going to get a zero if you don't do them. Okay. You rush, sure, you get like a 60%, 70%. Yeah, as long I've, as you pass. Then, I've done that. Then you're, then uh, you're good. But I know like the second you jump into univer- university, it's kind of like a slap. It has to be like a slap in the face. Mm. Yeah, it, how did, hard, did, did, how did hard you, was that transition? Yeah. Um, it was very humbling. Like you get here first semester, the classes are not as easy as you would think. Um, there's a bunch of work, a bunch of assignments. And what, the, what people forget is that you may have like three or four classes, but that's like times 10, like 10 assignments in each of them. And they oh, yeah. might have the same due dates and then there's exams, tests here and there. So it's like, it was especially like first semester. That's like a big adjustment. And when I went back to Belleville to talk with some teachers, they even said that um, the first semester of university is always the hardest. Really? Well, yeah, I could imagine because it's a, it's a gigantic change from high school. Like yeah. they don't really prepare you for university. And I'm sure you could speak on that of how well they prepared you or well, how well they did I haven't well had exams and I don't remember the last time I've had an, an exam. I've never had an exam, actually. The only, really? The only one I had was here. No way. Yeah. But that in here, this exam was pretty easy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I, ha- I like I had none at Glenlon. No, really? Yeah. I've had one exam in my life. I'm not prepared for university. I tell you <laughs> that. So how do you feel about that, Fatu? Are, are the exams an important thing to practice? Or really, in high school, we don't need them? 
Um, I think we should have them in high school because it helps you like get those study methods and study habits that you need because here you had to like learn the way you like to study and then start studying and you what we what you need to do is also like do a little bit day by day like if you have four subjects like do one hour each every day instead of just focusing on one and cramming the other or like you know procrastinating all that stuff so like I find that if we start in high school then you can gradually know like okay that's how we study for exams then when you go into university you're not just like here go and like go off and go study so so talking about that when you're saying that we should have exams in uh high school how early do you think we should start because i know i have had this conversation with like my mom and she thinks around grade seven grade eight you should start practicing exams so you have a lot of practice but i've also heard some people are thinking maybe just grade 11 and 12. so if you were in charge what would you do (laughs) yeah um, I actually think it's a good idea to do practice exams, grade seven and eight, or at least grade eight, so that you know, okay, this is what you guys are going to be expecting in high school. Like, they don't have to count for anything, but just, you know, just to know that, okay, this is how you guys have to study, this is how you guys have to prepare, and then Fine, they should come back for, like, grade nine to 12, like, have those exams. Mm-hmm. That That's a great idea for two. Just practice them, but they don't count. Mm-hmm. But if they don't count, will people try on them? Yeah, mm. I was just thinking about Maybe that. Maybe just I don't tell them. No. <laughs> yeah, but they, they either just say oh, you actually count, and in the end, they don't count. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what somebody told me about going to university when I started too, and that was uh, Andre. Uh, Andre, I I think that was that was a good point. That or and for two, the first semester is an eye opener. When you went back to Belleville, it's an eye opener, and you, and your teachers. I remember going back to my school at Nelson Mack going. I was, I was taking English Lit and going, what are they asking for here? I write an essay every two weeks, and I'm, they're killing me. I'm getting Bs. I used to get A+. Plus. And the teacher just said, you got to raise your bar. You just have to raise your bar. Mm-hmm. But yeah. part of it was, somebody said to me, and it always stuck with me, is when you go to university, it's like a job. Your job is to be a student. Yeah. Mm. Where in high school, it's not your job. Your job is to have fun and to socialize and to do your homework and to be part of that, right? But to be the student, how do you feel about that idea? Like, my job is to be a student right now. Are you working or doing anything on the side or are you just being a student? Um, I'm actually, I am working and um, I also volunteering because I want to get that experience. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, it is, it's actually a hard balance, but you just have to be able to, like, organize yourself and, you know, find that balance and, you know, reach out for help if you ever need it, things like that. Do you have any free time if you are volunteering and doing a job you and sound like being a, busy a student? Person still very involved. <laughs> yes, um, you know you just find it. You make free time. You know, spend time with your friends, family. You know, sometimes just take a break, just relax at home. Thing, yeah. Yeah, and you have to make the most of your time when you study, right? There's no, um, I'm distracted. I got, I just, I, I've got this hour. I've got to use it. I, I, I've got to work at it. Right. Yeah, and that's where it goes. I, I, I'm, I'm interested too. You joined the science club at university. Like, oh my gosh, that sounds like the most interesting thing ever. The science club at university. Hugh, Why did you join that one? Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> when you, when we came to university, they had like a a bunch a fair where they showed all the clubs that they had, and we went to the science one, and they said that it's like a good opportunity because you only meet twice um, every two weeks. And you, like, we're organizing, like, you know, some activities or, like, um, selling things. And we're also, like, if there's any um, opportunities or, like, you know, if they're going to do a meeting with, like, professors to hear about, like, um, research opportunities, they're going to let us know. 
So it's just a great way to get like in connected with people in the school. Do you actually connect with the profs there as well too? Some of them come out to it? Yeah, because last... That's um, good stuff. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, they put, they got all the science department professors to come and talk about what they do. And they said, they all mentioned like, oh yeah, we have research opportunities in second year or like in the summer. Yes. Things like that. So, and that's, that's a key point for two. Like the important, I can't tell you how many students I've worked with where I've pushed them into these spaces and say, do it because there's research opportunities. There will be jobs for you in science and research if you start connecting to some of these organizations and clubs and build that and build that network. Is it also a place where you do current stuff? Because uh, we were talking before the podcast just about nuclear fusion dun, 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 and how uh, apparently in some millisecond they harness the power of the sun, which they think will be some incredible way, clean energy that will eliminate the need for any fossil fuel down the road. Electricity will be rampant anywhere in any part of the world, if we can harness it. Do you guys talk about current event stuff like that or not? Um, we actually haven't really. Um, we mostly talk about, like, how we can get involved with the school and, like, organize activities for everyone. Like, right now, they want to do a clothing, sell, like, sweaters and stuff and, like, merch that, with science science merch and then also organize, like, a uh, something for Valentine's Day or, like, a gala with, like, uh, professors just to meet with them and talk with them. So things like that. But I think there's like other, an environmental group. They probably do that stuff, but like ones that are more specific. So this is just science as a whole. But I know there's a chemistry one and a biology one. So, so, as, so how important, oh, go ahead, sorry. So as science as a whole, as you described it, how much do you touch on like climate change? Because that's a big thing happening and it's in the science sort of category. But do you touch on it in such a broad science class or is it more of something that you would have to specifically say like hey I want to learn about this um, I think it's more so that because in our right now you're in intro classes so like in biology we there's a big textbook and we go over every chapter and that's so all these keywords are being mentioned and then later on you, you go into specific, specific classes so like one of the chapters we covered was genetics and next year there'll be a genetics class or like right one one of them was like ecology so like next Next semester will be like a biology for ecology and things like that. Um, but, you know, I'm actually intrigued in like climate change and those things. So like if you're interested in that stuff, it's more so you doing your own research and maybe connecting with other people. Well, that's good stuff. And I, I think at the universities, once and you're right about the first year, it's these intro courses with the massive textbooks, right? Like mm -hmm. the textbooks cost a lot of dough, don't they? Yes. It's ridiculous how much the textbooks. In fact, my son was in engineering. He paid for his first year of textbooks. And then he figured out, I'll give you this tip for two, how to do it online if you don't want to own. People, Gen Z in my brain doesn't want to own anything anymore. You don't want to own your music. You don't want to own your music. Or I love to have a cassette or a, C, a DVD back in the 30s, right? But you don't want to own things. You don't want to own your, your music or own, like subscriptions are the way to go and stuff, right? Where my son figured this out too. I don't own these books, but I figured out a way to get them online for a minimal cost. I won't tell you what it was, but they, he, he figured out how to do these things. So he was this $500 book fee every year was nothing to him after the first year. So is that something, do you like owning the books? Do you, do you like to be the owner of those things? Like when I look at Spotify, no, I've got a, I still got my album collection with a, with a record player. I love it. I've got 500 albums. I love holding them. I like looking at them. How do you feel about that stuff? No? 
I'm, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of both. Like I like owning things, and so like I bought I bought books off of other people used books because they're cheaper. So I yes. did that, and one of them I just got it online too. So. Yeah, and he, well, and he was just reading them online, and it was just he was taking engineering. He said, "I, he didn't buy a book again for two years." So I thought that was amazing. But that's that's him, and he just doesn't like to own things, right? He just it's it that seems to be a gen that Gen Z thing, where the old guys like me were the hoarders. We have all these collections of things everywhere and books everywhere. You'd rather just read a Kindle. Do you have a Kindle or a or um, you know what I'm talking about? Just the uh, yeah, yeah, I know. okay. Electronically, yeah, yeah, if but there's nothing wrong with having a Kindle. I gotta say, it, it helps. Okay, us. okay, yes. but that's what? What, what, what? A Kindle, in my opinion, is an old person thing. Oh, what? an old what? person thing. What do you mean? Because what are you talking because about? Why would you have a device just for books? You have a phone, you have laptops, and everything. Just read the books off of there. Because because the device. Itself the device is better is, for your eyes. It is it's better it's for your eyes. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Have you even touched yeah. the Kindle? Yes. I... Is, how can you judge if you haven't even touched? I it? had one. I had one, oh, and had I one. and I didn't use it, so that's why. That's true. That's so... There's there's lots of unused Kindles in this world. Yeah. Sadly. There is. Yeah. 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 But I think we should yeah. appreciate the new technology, Kindles, <laughs> books online. Kindles are new. There's nothing wrong with that. Kindles are pretty old. Now I want to move on for two. So you're in this course, you're in university, at one point you're going to graduate, get that diploma. What are you going to do after? Do you have anything in mind to what you're going to do or is that still developing? Um, I want to do something in healthcare, like I was thinking being a doctor. I don't know what yet. Um, I like. I was thinking about pediatrician, things like something with kids. I'm not sure yet, but I just know something in the healthcare and medical field at least. But why the why the healthcare field? Is it because you feel that you can provide, like like you're you're being useful, well, you're going to be useful in any job, that's for sure. But that you, that you can provide a certain type of care with your expertise, that you're you're making a difference. Would you say that's why you chose healthcare? Yeah, that's one reason. And also, like if I do become a doctor, then I could maybe travel and go to places that are. Um, less fortunate and don't have all these resources and help them. But just always like, you know, being there for other people and like helping people. So, so oh, that's a beautiful on, thing. on that sort that's of topic, thing. did anyone push you towards this decision? Like any mentors or something that said, you know what, I think you'd make a really good doctor? Or was this kind of your own decision that you're like, I just want to do something to help the world? This has always been my own decision. Like nobody has ever forced me to go into anything. My parents always like, just do what you want to do, like what you like. And you know, whenever I express this interest, they're just like, they just motivate me. And they're like, yeah, just keep going at it. But your parents, I would say, we talked a bit about your parents yesterday on a, in a side call. Uh, your parents are super important to you. They chose to come to Canada from Africa. Talk about that and the sacrifice they made and kind of role models they are to you about moving forward and and, and making a great life for yourself. Yeah, so um, they always push us to work really hard in school because they, like when they came here, they didn't speak any English. So like my mom had to take, um, they where, to take where, where do they come from? Um, Senegal. Senegal. And yeah, of course, so, this is World Cup. We talked World Cup, eh? So we yeah. talked the World Cup. Now, uh, CJ, Andre, you guys aren't into the World Cup. I'm no, watching it all no, the time. No, like, Kavalesi, I'm watching this World Cup. But... 
I'm watching the World Cup with great interest because I'm an Italian guy who loves his Italian national team that isn't in the World Cup and it's killing me. But you still have Morocco in the World Cup from Africa. How important is World Cup stuff to you? Is soccer, does that stuff make your parents into it? Or World Cup culture infiltrate your life at all? What, what, what's that about? Yes. Um, my dad is obsessed with soccer. Um, <laughs> family. Uh, and we're just like proud to have like, we still have a African country in the World Cup. And they yes. also like are the first ones to go to the semifinals. So like, that's just a big accomplishment. And it's just nice to have like that representation. It's so much fun, right? And people don't get it. Like, if people who are just hockey people here or just football people here don't understand the worldwide impact of calcio, which is Italian for soccer, the World Cup, Coppa del Mondale, right? It's amazing. And I know, Andre, CJ, you have no idea maybe what we're talking about. No, I do. But you said said football. What were you referring? Were you referring to football? No, no, no. American. No, no, no. Soccer. He's talking about soccer right now. He's, he's, of course, he's referring to the American football. No, no, yeah, that, I'm not to I want to solve this debate. Hey, get, hey, get back. I, I, I didn't mean to derail that. <laughs> no, no, but football, I need, I, look at, is it foot, for two? Is it football or soccer? Um, the real way is football. It's football. Um, but here in Canada, is like one of the only places that says soccer. Yeah, and if logically, America... logically, it should be football. You yeah, kick a ball with your foot. Yeah, yeah it just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. so, sorry to, to, to uh, no, rest no, off. And, off the rails and of here. course, Americans think they invented the word, right? Yeah. Football. Mm-hmm. So they think when they don't understand, we, soccer people use the word, have been using the word football for centuries. Yeah. But that's yeah. okay. Anyway, talk more about your parents there. I want to hear the story. Yeah. So my mom had to take like English classes and, you know, learn English and take, bring us to school and they'll help us with our work and all that stuff. So they just always want us to work hard in school because they came here and sacrificed everything for us to have like a better opportunities and stuff so like that was always like a main goal is to work really hard and to like make my parents proud um because you know it was a struggle for them it was really it was a huge adjustment like somewhere where you don't awaken your family like no family here and you know making new friends you know putting us in different sports like my mom always put us in different activities kept us busy so yeah so what impact did that have on you when you watched them kind of go through that kind of struggle to where they are um it just always motivated me to work really hard and um just to always help out and be there for them because you know they did so much for us like so much and yes um, yes you know like i wouldn't be here if i wasn't for them so yeah hey that immigrant experience is powerful uh and uh margaret atwood you know margaret atwood she's a canadian novelist you may have studied the handmaid's tale yes anybody but she's the writer of the handmaid's tale there's a there's a netflix document or series on it and such but she had a, a, a comment I'll never forget. She said, "We are in Canada, we are all immigrants, even if we weren't born here, or even if we, or even if we are born here, we're immigrants because our whole country was based on people coming to this space." And I, I that line always resonated with me. We're all immigrants, even if we are born here. We have this immigrant mentality, right, about survival and about making the best of it and about coming together and connecting with people who are different than you. Yeah. And who have made different values potentially and, and and different ways to see the world. So it's always that line always resonated with me. Anyway, so parents super important. Uh are there any any kind of when you think of mentors in your life, your parents must have been mentors in their own way, right? To just a, a, as role models, but and, and the advice they gave you. Any other mentors in your life who said, 
this is, and it could be anybody. It could be anybody you've written about or read about or, uh, or, or, or you've, you've, you've connected with in a space. Is there somewhere you go, you know what? I think I'd like to be kind of like that person or a piece of that person. Um, so some of my mentors are like my previous teachers, like, cause they've always pushed me and they kept telling me like, you know, you work really hard. Like, you know, um, you're always like, um, getting involved in stuff. So just keep doing it. But also like some celebrities like Michelle Obama and just how involved she is with like yes. women and things like that. Those who I look up, look up to. You know, I met Michelle Obama, eh? No. Yes. I think he told this once. Yeah. Keep, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I, I've got a picture of her, not in this wall here, but in another room of me and Michelle Obama and a couple of students. That's cool. <laughs> oh, and she, she, um, when I came up to her, I wanted to stay out of the picture. She said, no, no, you need to come in the picture. I said, why? Because you're the reason they're here. These students. And I thought, wow. And she, and she, she clasped my hand and, and she shook it. And she said, you're, uh, she said something to me about, I was just, ah, uh. like, she's just a, she's tall and she's beautiful. Yeah. Like she's just, and her heart, she's just so kind. I was just amazed. Right. I, I was I was mesmerized. I was going, blah, 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 yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, she was brilliant. She and her talk. I listened to her talk. It was just brilliant. Just brilliant. Smart. Oh my gosh, what yeah. a role model for 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 people, for girls, but for anybody. Yes. Or you know, spectacular. Um, if you had to give some advice to. A student. Let's take you back to Bellevue, and you're sitting in a grade 11 class, and you're coming to the front. We'd like to introduce you to Fatou Gadji at the University of Winnipeg. She's going to give you some sage advice about what you ought to be doing. What would you tell them? Um, do you want this to be like a piece of advice for like specifically the university, or just like life? No, for, just for life. someone give, for someone yeah. who's kind of maybe going down the same path as you, or is thinking about even just going to university. Any big wise Anything. words you have? Um, that's kind of hard, but, um, one thing would be to always believe in yourself because you know what nice. you want, you can achieve it, um, you know, have faith in yourself. Um, we're all like really, you're all really smart people and you all work really hard. So if you just keep working at it, I know sometimes it's going to get tough and like, you know, you just want to give up, but just never do it. Like just always work hard and push and you'll make it to wherever you want to be. That's a great point. Would you say that you're all very smart people? I love that because I, I feel that way too. I think there's gifts in everybody, right? So how, how do you go find that smartness? Um, I what find do you that think? That, I feel like it's getting involved in everything so that you know what you really like and what you don't like, whatever you get intrigued in, you know, and then let's say you're, oh, you know what, I really like art or something like that, then you can go specifically, like, go focus on that and, like, do research on it. Because I find whenever you really enjoy something, really like it, you become really good at it and you naturally, like, you know, enjoy doing it. So that's what makes you better. Yeah, and, and, and things start sticking to you, right? Not everything's perfect in any experience, mm -hmm. but things start sticking to you about the things that, hey, I like that. I That really connects to me. Hey, that was fun, or I'm going to look into more of this. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, I, we do a special little feature here. Who's doing a, a well, it's called the Quick Cues. Yes. And who's our Quick Cue person today? I will be the Quick Cue person. How exciting. DJ is our quick you person. Do you know what this is, Fatu? No. Okay. Then I will take it to CJ. I'm surprised. And I'm they surprised. will tell you what this is all about. I'm surprised you don't know what it is. I thought you listened to the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Ouch. she took that. I, I think that was a shot. Is that a shot? 
I think I sent that throughout the room. There was like an echo, and I felt it. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, quickies is um, just a bunch of quick questions. It's in the name. If you don't know the answer, um, that's fine. We'll move on to the next one. But first thing that comes to mind, it's going to be quick. It's going to be real quick. So be prepared. Okay. First one, dog or cat? Cat. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. What do you put on your toast? Butter. Messy or tidy desk? Messy. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Uh, Starbucks or Tim's? Starbucks. Oh. Favorite social media? TikTok. Texting or phone calls? Phone calls. Outdoors or indoors? Outdoors. Favorite genre of music? Pop. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. And what's your favorite podcast? This one. Oh, yes. I love it when they say that. <laughs> so you got the you got the last answer correct, and that will entitle you to a new sweatshirt or a new t-shirt or a new whatever I can pull out of the new merch of some you. sort. Oh, yeah. New merch of some sort. So that's awesome. So hey, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. Is it fun talking about yourself? I guess a little bit. <laughs> It's kind of neat, though, eh? Because sometimes you don't know what's coming out of your mouth, right? And, and you have to figure out ways to talk about yourself. And that's what the Canvas was about. When I listened to you talk at your Canvas presentation last year, I, I could see, I see in every student the struggle about talking about yourself because you, nobody does it. You're always, right. you're always consuming other people's information for courses. And you're taking it in. So from the inside out, I thought you did a wonderful job today. And I thought you shared a lot of insightful information about yourself and just tidbits about life and learning and, and, and moving forward. I think someone's going to listen to this podcast and be inspired by you, Fatu. What do you think about that? That's a really, really nice, um, you know, thought. Being inspiring people and, you know, having leaving a positive impact. Because that's one of the, my main goals. And I think so. And I think you got the right bedside manner. I hope you're my doctor one day when they're doing, uh, you know, when they're doing brain surgery on me and that kind of thing. So um, how exciting. So, hey, we appreciate you doing this. Uh, and any last thoughts for my co-host? Final thoughts? I think I think this was a really good episode. Think, yeah, well, you said it well. Super great guest. Very Especially good. as our last guest. Yes, because as to mention, we will have another episode coming up, mm. though. You have the honor of being the last guest of the season, the last guest that, that will get to interview. Um, yeah, the next episode with, with a special guest, because we're just simple guests, uh, <laughs> the next episode with a special guest will be with new students, the new generation of uh, Careerland. Of Careerland. Ooh, yeah. We'll be upon you. yeah. Season season six. Season will be six up. already. Yeah. Wow. So this is kind of amazing. We, this was season five, episode eleven, number sixty one. Yeah. We've done sixty one of these things. That's crazy. So so for two, how many of these have you listened to? Um, I've only I did two because I saw two. that you didn't. I went to school. That's one of your. Well, well, now there's sixty one. So every time you go home on the bus, do you take the bus. Yeah, sometimes. So now you know what you're going to be listening to on the bus ride home. Yeah. It, it it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, hey, appreciate it. Appreciate you having here. Love your story. I think something great's going to happen to you. And it's always been my pleasure to watch you in action. And uh, 
I think we're going to hear great things from you down the road. Continue your work, continue thinking, continue being creative, and continue pushing the science gene in your brain because I think that's going to happen. And maybe you'll be the one to turn that nuclear fusion into something really, really useful and able that we can use in our own houses. Oh, my gosh, for electricity. How exciting. Anyway, that's it, everyone. What a great fun. Thanks to the co-hosts. Thanks to the producers in the control room. Our and as always... News. Yeah. We can't we can't do it without you. That's it for another edition of Adventures in Career Lab. Mm-hmm.